good. <laughs> so how are you doing tonight, baby girl? On this Friday night, this Friday evening. I'm great. Everything since AVN. So where are we? We're in February right now. Um, mm. I don't even know. It's just um, everything's been a whirlwind. It's been great. So mm-hmm. I feel like I have more work. I have more stuff going on, which, again, as a parent is not easy. But I'm finding that things are just kind of landing on my lap easier. I'm having like more help with my kids. I'm having more help with my business. Like it just seems like everything's kind of working. And I, I've had to sit down and just be like, what's going on? <laughs> and I and I thought, I'm like, you know, I think this is what it's like when you pay your dues, right? Like I think this is what it's like when you work really hard for a period of time and it finally starts to click. And I'm like, maybe that's what's happening. So I'm happy. <laughs> well, I mean, grind recognizes grind, and people respect grind, you know, um, because to the because sometimes it's I guess the law of attraction to since people always put that out there a lot of times is that when you I believe when you surround yourself with successful people, you think positive thoughts and give good energy or what have you, things happen in the universe that works in your favor, you know, period. So, because yes, I, I see that uh, you have been doing your thing from the AVNs to, to, to up to now, 2023, it started off to be uh, a pretty good year for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, I didn't know I was nominated for AVN. <laughs> I like found out because my Twitter followers were voting for me and I was like, what? <laughs> Is this, I thought that the, like, I had asked my fans to do the pre-nomination, but I didn't know what it actually worked. (laughs) So, so like, a week or more into it, maybe two weeks into it, I was like, wait a minute, what? So, I was excited to find out I was nominated, so that was kind of a lot of buzz and fun stuff, and then it was my first AVN. I've never been to AVN in my life. Yeah, I mean, um... To be nominated, I tell anybody to be nominated for AVN, fan nominated, whether it's committee nominated, to have your name up there means a lot, you know, period. And um, and two, I also feel good to be surprised that you was nominated. <laughs> yeah. Now, <I'm> okay. <laughs> I have you gotta be like, wait a second, what? Wait, I just say just what it, what? <laughs> yeah. It was it was really wild because you know, I, I wanted it, but I, at the same time, like whether I ever win or not, I'm just going to keep working. Right. So it's not, I'm not like fighting for that, but it was exciting to see that I was on the radar and that my fans were like behind me because it was a fan nominated one. So I love my fans. I I think that's a test to, if your fans vote you in, that also, it speaks to, to, it speaks two truths. One, she, you're in popular demand because that means your fan base was that strong to vote you in for AVN. You know, now we don't know what was the voting tally as far as <laughs> for who won it, <laughs> which that's a conversation for another day. Right. But like I said, once again, for your fan base, 
to vote you in, that speaks volumes. That means that you you're very well liked amongst the fans, and you got a strong base. Thank you. I think I do. I really I've worked hard to still just be myself. You know, um, I've always run my own accounts. Uh, I know a lot of people don't, so I think that's a big reason why. And then after that, it just seems like things have been kind of clicking. So I've been working a little bit more. I've been having some new ideas. I really want to start my podcast this year. So that'll be fun. I know I'm like following in your footsteps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now with that being said, people welcome to the smokers lounge. <laughs> and they, that's a great way to get to the intro. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge. Y'all know who I am, Kevin Oliver Summer Champ, aka the Porn Rap Star. As I'm sitting here trying to bring up this weed and roll this blunt for the Smokers Lounge. Y'all know what it is. Find all my links at allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. We got four wonderful sponsors for you to enjoy. First of being the Facebook LS community, lsworld.com. Next up, the highest adult magazine in the game, arisismagazine.com. And for you content creators, 90% profit, no hashtag issues. If you're consumers, a new place to consume your triple X content, excitebunny.com. And last but not least, an award-winning and nominated, I'm talking about the one and only blush erotica, the place where you can where you can view smut and have some sexy voiceover to go with it. Plus, check out their uh, beaver section, which is for the virtual reality. That means that you can look at porn in your Oculus. So check that out at blusherotica.com. Also, proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So go over to shop gwdistrict.com and buy black and get some nice products from over 500 black-owned shops and boutiques. Also, go over to fullyswapradio.com in the morning and wake and bake with me, have some coffee as I chop it up with some of the hottest people in the adult film industry, as well as sexuality and no telling what the hell else. Over on Fully Swap Radio, <laughs> five days a week. Also, check me out skyhawkapthedarktv.com as well as the BGP LLC app. So as y'all can see, right here, as you can see, looking all sexy and gorgeous, and the name fits the description. The one and only Amanda Thick is back in the lounge. What's up, baby girl? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you know we had to get your sexy ass back up in this mug. You know, period, because I, I love bringing people back. Because I see a lot of podcasts don't really do that too tough. Like, they're interviewing one time, and that's that's it. You, you know, you don't see a comeback. I I think that what makes my shit stand out a little bit, you know, period. Because I do believe people love following people on their journeys or what have you. And um, so now that you're going to become a pod mommy, because that's what I call all the ladies that, that, that do this, you know, um, tell me about your podcast, your plans for it, you know, and um, what made you decide to, you know, say, fuck it, let, let me expand my brand into podcasting. I mean, honestly, I've wanted to do a podcast for years. And mm-hmm. like, even before I got into the adult industry, I'm glad I didn't because I would have changed everything. And, you know, because now, now I'm, I'm loving where I'm at. So, mm-hmm. um, 
I'm starting to get more help with my business because like, for example, right now I'm getting my hard drive organized. It's very sexy. I know. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a hard drive. Yeah. A conversation um, right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sexy. So I'm working on, cause I have all this content. I'm like, okay, I've only got it in limited places. So my kind of my next goal is get it out there in more places where, you know, you can, I, I mm -hmm. can, reach more people, um, but I'm going to have help doing that. And so I figured, look, if I'm going to have help, that means this podcasting thing that I've really been wanting to do, mm -hmm. I can finally do it. And, and frankly, I have the gift of gab. I can talk. I'm a talker. Um, so, and I think I, I have access to so many interesting people just like you do, right? It's just like, mm -hmm. I know some of the coolest people, I know some of the most interesting people. I know people that a lot of like just kind of regular people don't always have access to. Mm -hmm. It'd be fun to just have conversations with them. And um, and so it doesn't have to be like porn specific, but I am going to start there um, about, you know, like intimacy and sex and relationships and all that kind of nitty gritty stuff. I mean, to me, it's kind of like, well, one, um, when when it comes to like podcasts, what have you, I'm I'm loving that more of us is getting them because it's humanizing us, it's normalizing us a little bit. Um, because yeah, we do talk about more stuff than just the porn shit or what have you, you know. Period. And also, too, what ladies don't realize, and I'm pretty sure a lot of them figured it out. Your sales went the fuck up when you started your podcast. And I'm going to explain to you why. <laughs> okay. See, 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 that's the next step for the porn stars, see, because they didn't figure it out. Because it's not money in podcasting, so people can understand. It's, it, unless you get a certain bunch of numbers to where you get the advertising and stuff like that, of course, you figure all that out once you get going. It's really more so to drive them fuckers to go watch your shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be honest with you. Because um because even when I looked at who was nominated AVNs, you know, period. I guarantee you each and every last one of them, not only was it to get the story out about our business, but they saw yeah, my sales kind of went up since I've been doing this podcast for some pretty reason. It's <laughs> right. no, because to be honest with you, in this day and age as a porn star, you kind of got to show more than just your porn side. Well, yeah, and frankly, you know, I got into this at age 40. So uh, I'm not, I know, <laughs> your face. <laughs> I'm I'm not coming to okay. this in, I'm not coming into this industry with like uh thinking that I'm like the queen bee here. I feel like you know, I'm coming into this industry eyes wide open, not you know, no prior experience to this where I have a huge personality and I I always have and I feel like with my fans part of why they enjoy me is of course they like my content. I think they've enjoyed seeing my journey from like normal person, mom, wife, all these things 
and <laughs> how my sexual mm -hmm. appetite kind of got the better of me in certain ways. And it kind of parlayed me into this industry. And I just happened to get these incredible opportunities. And I said yes to them. So I think the journey and, and the stories I have behind it is actually even more captivating than maybe necessarily how I look, right? So mm -hmm. that to I me, mean, it's like... I don't know what you're talking about, but go ahead. Why, <laughs> <laughs> <My>, thank you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it doesn't hurt that you, you, look, you, look, you look good coming and going. So, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, thank now, you. You welcome. You welcome. But no. But seriously, it's the reason it you porn stars have to in this in this day and age. They want to see the behind the scenes. They want to see you silly, goofy. They want to see the TikToks and stuff of that nature. Because one, we're becoming a more multimedia fascinated industry. You know, period. Even on the social media too. So it's kind of like. You try you you kind of got to do it because one TikTok opens you to a broader audience because now that everyone says oh they got OnlyFans oh they got OnlyFans oh they got OnlyFans it's like when they see you because I do it sometimes I see a girl on Instagram I go check out her shit <laughs> oh she does porn <laughs> okay <laughs> you know period it's it's finding different ways to get your shit out there on. On any on a excuse me to a broader audience. That's all it is, right? And the crazy thing too. So I um, can I give a little backstory, a little AVN backstory here. Go ahead. <laughs> the I, platform was out of business. This this was a this was great. So I was not supposed to be on the red carpet in the sense that I. First of all, I was a nominee. They didn't. They never notified me. Nobody told me. I never got an invite, so I couldn't RSVP. Apparently, that's supposed to happen way in advance, and I didn't even know. So when it was time for me to actually go to the awards, I didn't have a ticket. I didn't have anything. So I had to go stand in this ridiculously long line and talk to the people and try and just to get in. So I go through all of that. She said, okay, I got you into the awards show, but I can't get you on the red carpet. And I said, okay. I understand next year is there a process where I can get notified like can you give me some information so next year I can actually do this the right way and she said you know what hold on a second let me let me see what I can do so she figures something out and she's like okay here you can get on the red carpet but like it was like the first group of people right <laughs> I was like in one of the first five people on the red carpet so I, by the time I got the ticket and, and, and had to be on the carpet, I had about a two hour window. Well, I'm a local, so I had to drive home like 30 minutes, figure out what the fuck I was going to wear. Cause I was like, red carpet. I don't have red carpet clothes. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. So I figure it out. I get dressed. I rush back. I have to take out my dog to the, you know, all, all the things. So I, you know, like normal life stuff, come back to be, make sure I'm on the red carpet on time. Cause if you're not there right on time, they won't let you on. So mm. it was kind of a miracle that I actually made it back on time. Mm -hmm. And as I'm getting off the red carpet, um, 
Tiffany Starr, right? So she was like, can you take a little video of me on the red carpet? I said, sure. So I take a little video and I said, hey, would you mind doing one for me too? She's like, okay. So I did the little, I call it a little spinneroo, right? I did a little spinneroo on the red carpet and I posted it on Instagram and that shit went viral. And mm. I'd never had anything go viral before. And I was just like, what? It's got, it's had like 4.7 million views. And all I said was a little spinneroo on the red carpet. It's like a seven second video. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, because the, the whole purpose is the more viral you become, the more your shit will sell because it's going to touch more possible new faces, you know, period. Yeah. Or someone that might ran across you, they didn't know how to find you, you know, period. And um, two, also, to keep it 100, you know, people do remember Story did used to do porn before she did the entourage. There are ladies who did porn who end up going to Hollywood and acting and shit like that. So it's no telling what someone seeing you on TikTok doing that stuff and on Instagram might think, hmm, maybe I could put Amanda Thick in, you know, one of my movies, you know. <laughs> I mean, serious business. A lot of females don't think about that because it's kind of like, you know, you are a product. So anything that you do is merchandise, whether it's video, whether it's goods and services or what have you. And you always have people looking for the next thing or the next big thing or the next, you know, what we call it. So, I mean, shoot, it kind of behees people to do the kind of if, if you can swing that shit now because I, I don't have a TikTok I, I don't feel like going through all that uh. <laughs> I'm going to start so I do have a TikTok but I haven't been posting on it but um, I've been watching more and more of them and they're really like they're fun to watch and I was like okay I'm going to try it now I don't know what I'm doing the first you know videos are probably going to suck I don't know but I honestly have a very silly personality and I think, I don't think it would be that hard for me to do it. Plus I love to dance. I was like, I could do some dancing ones. I could do some funny little skit ones. Like I don't, it, I think if I just showcase my personality, that's, that's the point, you know? Oh yeah, most definitely. Now speaking about, you know, personality, let's get back to the porn side of things. So did you do any shoots during the AVNs? Um... I'm trying to think. I did do one. I had to cancel a few of them. I did not realize how time consuming a lot of these events would be. So I had kind of overbooked. Um, okay. So I only had one shoot during AVN and then the, the rest of them I had right after. But I have been, there's certain people that I've been like trying to work with that it has, it keeps getting moved. So I'm still, I'm, one of my goals in the next like three months is lock, lock in some of these shoots to like, let's get this, let's knock this out. Let's get it done. Cause it's been a long time. We've been talking about it. So yeah, I, I have been working more. Oh my goodness. So shoot. So uh, now also as your career progresses, especially this year, cause you said you've been a little bit more in demand to say, to say the least or what have you. Um, how has things picked up to where now you have to balance even more? You feel what I'm coming from? Because sometimes we become more successful, more things are added on our plate. So now we got to adjust for the shit that's on the plate 
to balance what we're doing, you know, be able to cover ourselves on personal life, on mental health, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's surprisingly the 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 amount of demand that 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 has risen is also been matched with the amount of support that I'm getting. And it's interesting because it's um like I haven't really had a lot of help with childcare. And then I now I do. Like it's kind of it's not perfect, but <laughs> now I have more help. And I was like, oh, okay. Like right now, you know, my kids, my kids are home and, you know, because of the time difference or with us or whatever, I wanted to make sure I could make this work. And so I have someone watching my kids. So it's, it's, it's actually the amount of support has, has really been rising as well. And, you know, friends of mine in the industry who have way more experience than me um, are very supportive and they're like okay you need to do this next now you need to do this now you need to do this so i feel like i have good people like mm -hmm. chirping in my ear as opposed to me you know making all the mistakes and figuring it out the hard way which is what i've been doing you know up till now <laughs> so, oh, and yeah. like, you know if i've been figuring it out the hard way and it's and i've been reasonably successful so far imagine what's going to happen when i actually do have the support i need like it's going to be that's why this year i'm so excited because I, I just feel like okay there's going to be more shoots more different people more support bring it on i'm so excited <laughs> oh my goodness so now interesting that she brought that she was a parent now this is a conversation that i, I wanted to have with somebody so i want everybody to if you had your blunt lit up go ahead and pull it now I wish I had mine. <laughs> I would take a sip of that drink because we about to we we gear up because we about to get real this motherfucker. Now, I saw a tweet a while back questioning the parenting of on two folds. Parenting of someone that allows their child to get into porn, and parenting of a person that does porn. Now, basically, both of these conversations went, of course, in a negative direction to what the person was talking about. So, and in our profession, <clears throat> we do not divulge our personal lives where we have kids or anything like that because we're, we're depicting a fantasy. And the one thing we don't want to do is kill the fantasy. Now, for some of you motherfuckers, that's like me. Yeah, you don't give a shit. You actually, turn y'all even more to know that she got that, that, that she got when she, she had a couple in the oven. <laughs> she had a baby too. For real. Oh, that season. It's seasoned. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's seasoned. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But we we don't necessarily talk about it. So for one, it's kind of like what do you think about when people sit here and question? because you do adult film that you're a parent? Um, the, the, the funny part of this is I'm actually like, I'm very, I, I take my role as a parent very seriously. I'm a very hands-on mom. Like I, I'm very protective of my kids. So I also don't want them, you know, I'm trying to give them good morals and standards and things like this and I but I kind of the core of what I try to teach them is is self-respect and 
self-confidence and you know i don't want them to look at themselves their relationships with a lot of shame you know and i'm not teach i'm not telling them about what i do now <laughs> right when they're grown i guess we'll have those conversations but i also i don't want them like what one day when i when we have these conversations. I don't want them to look at this like there's all this shame involved. I, you know, some of this is, is it going to be inevitable? Maybe, you know, um, but I don't know how else to say. It's just like, if you love what you do and you're happy, like, in all honesty, so my my family knows what I do, like my my parents. <laughs> they know what I do. Are are they thrilled? No. Um my dad just said, "Are you happy?" And I said, "Yes." And he said, "And you're it you're taking care of your family?" Yes. Okay. You know, it's like, like my mama. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's his standard is are you happy? You know, it's it's not about if my following a set of rules to be approved of by him. It's more I support whatever you want to do that makes you happy. And I, I that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. You know, it's like I want you to be happy. I want you to make good choices for you. It doesn't necessarily mean other people around you are going to necessarily agree with you. Even me, maybe, you know, they're, but they're still young enough that. We don't go too deep in these conversations, but I have, I have planted the little seed of letting my kids know, they know I'm kind of a non-conformist. Mom's kind of naughty. Like mom likes to break the rules. They know my personality is kind of a rule. And so one day when they find out mom does naughty things, it'll not be a surprise to them necessarily. It'll be like, of course, my mom does all the things she's not supposed to do. <laughs> well, I mean, it's is I mean, cause um, I, I saw on the news that a uh, a lady son got suspended because it got found that she did OnlyFans, and I said, yes, actually, it was in Florida. No surprise, it was in Florida. But I digress. <laughs> yes, it's it's. Princess Havoc, shouts out to my co-host. We're the host of uh, Causing Havoc on the Premium Smoke Room. Y'all go check that out, $4.99 a month. You know, we'll, we'll discuss that later on the show. But yes, her son got suspended because <laughs> she does an OnlyFans. And she was not allowed to go to the PTA because she does an OnlyFans. Wow. Yeah, I actually tweeted that shit. I think I retweeted it. Or I even tweeted that I, I, I got to find it, but yeah, it's this is how I feel about it. A man could be a drug dealer and be considered a good father, you know. But because let's let's keep it one hundred. The, the show BMF, Little Meech is the son of Big Meech who is betrayed. Big Meech. The one thing I never heard come out of anybody's mouth that he was a terrible dad. But one of the biggest drug dealers they ever walked in this earth, you know, period. Your profession should not be your judgment of what kind of parent you are or 
the profession you in should be judgment for what kind of parents your parents is. You know, that because at the end of the day, it's like someone asked me this dumbass question. Well, what if your daughters decide they want to do porn? Now, first of all, if they turn 18, they're grown. If they choose to do adult film, I hope they come talk to their dad. Not scared. I'm not going to judge you. Just know that I will never take a picture of your ass. I will not follow you on Twitter. I will tell you the global block my motherfucking ass or got in North Carolina. I will give you knowledge of the game to where you won't get fucked over and you will make the most fucking damn money and you're going to be the baddest motherfucker in porn so my family can be first family in porn. I have no issue with that. Right. Because I'd rather for them to do it smartly than them to do it dumbly because I feel some type of way of being hypocritical. Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, what is all of the, again, like I said, shame about sex. It's. I think it's a really... um, I don't really understand why there's people have so much weirdness around it. And so I, you know, he, my kid's dad asked the same question. Well, what if they wanted to do this one day? And I'm like, if they're happy, <laughs> like that's, that's my standard. Are you happy? Is this working? It, Can I help you? It's because to me, it's just like, okay, if you want to ask the question, what if your child ends up being a lesbian? What if your child ends up being gay? What if your child uh, decides they don't want to do shit <laughs> but be an IG model? I don't know. The point being is, it to me, it's this notion that if I'm an adult film, I'm a terrible parent, even to the point that they... they do you actually people think that we actually film with our kids in the fucking house? Or film the same spot where our kids be at or rest their heads? I don't know. I think maybe some people naively think that. I don't know. It's it's strange to me. But I also think that people love to think in polar polarity, like black and white, it's either this or that. And they, they don't like to think their way through other things. And 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 the reason I say that, it's like I think so many people are missing the element of unconditional love. Like if you look at relationships now, people are all about conditions. I need a man who's going to be like this and this and this, and I need a chick who's going to do this and this and this. Like you have conditions. Why not experience the relationship and see what comes of it and what naturally evolves from it. And instead we're choosing to share ourselves and our love based on conditions. And so I think when you have somebody who looks at you and they don't like your conditions, they reject you immediately as opposed to what's this about and staying open-minded and, and asking questions rather than just trying to stick things in a box. But see, that's because people don't want to admit that they're wrong. And what I mean is a lot of this shit that, you're talking about motherfuckers got to literally relearn. They got to be, you got to be willing to relearn shit that you grew up on. Because yeah. to keep it 100, porn was looked at as, we grew up, I mean, no matter what, a porn star was looked down upon. Just facts. You know what I'm saying? Anybody in the sex trade, 
from strippers or what have you. You know, it was always the expert whisper. You know, um, the expert whisper. It went, went, especially in the church. It, it, you know, since Johnson's granddaughter, you know, be working that damn pole down there, that damn devil house. <laughs> Every Saturday. The minister be there. He dirty yeah. ass. But you know what's interesting is that I, I think this is a side most people don't know. Is women who like the sex industry, like what you're talking about, mm-hmm. are they have saved marriages. I know that sounds crazy to some people. It has saved marriages. They have saved some people's mental health. Like, I think in a lot of ways, sex workers are fucking heroes. I really do. Because people need more love. And if they're not getting it in certain ways, they are, they need to find that expression somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes a lot of the fans and a lot of the people that I know and are, have conversations with, a lot of times their wives are rejecting them. They're... they're <laughs> They're, these men are going through a lot and don't feel understood, don't feel appreciated, don't feel loved. Sex workers can fill the gap sometimes. And I think so that shame is, I think, more about the anger of women who are not providing that and they're mad at this woman over here or man, whatever, it doesn't matter. My point of it is that there is there's a reason it's been the longest, oldest you know, profession in the world. <laughs> And it's, I think it, it has a lot of value that people refuse to see. Yeah, it's, it like this way. The main reason why people are so stuck on, um, well, the hatred of escorting. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what it comes down to is that they can't foresee that somebody wants sex outside of their marriage. Right. And they can sit there and throw the sex trafficking into it. Okay. We're not talking about kids. We're talking about consenting adults. This is a man, 35 years old. He's not getting no head in his marriage. So he calls a girl to handle that for him, you know, period. They always going to put the image of the ugly side of it. You know what I'm saying? The pimp side. Uh, you know, the um, if they glamorize it, it's at the highest level, you know, period where she's around the millionaires and all that. But, or it's, it's in Polk County in Florida and they catching them and arresting them and all that good shit and the motherfuckers missing teeth and shit like that. It's, they don't want to admit that it's 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 a needed part of society. Period. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I mean, like you, that example you just gave of you know his wife's not giving him blowjob and he needs to get it somewhere. That is keeping him in his marriage. Mm-hmm. It's keeping him with his wife because <laughs> he's able to satisfy a need somewhere. So and then, too, on top of that, like I always said, this majority of men would want to be in a open or poly situation. They just don't have the balls, or or willing to have the hard conversation with their wife to see if it would be cool. Well, yeah, but this is where I want to go to all the women and just kind of. Sometimes I just want to shake them because I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> 
what are you doing? Like these, I, I have the best conversations with men. I really do. And even like if guys I used to date, I'd ask questions. I'm like, help me understand like the way a man's mind works here. But we, these women are not, again, it kind of goes back to the conditions, right? The women want this, 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 it has to be done like this, 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 this. It's, it's kind of like they're, um, they get lost in the responsibilities of being a wife, being a mom, whatever. And they kind of fall into a role as opposed to being in a moment, being present with their partner, finding out what he needs to, you know, cause it's a rare thing. When I have a fan who, who loves my content, it's, it's kind of rare when they're like, oh, I would never cheat on my wife. Mm-hmm. Because most of their wives are not paying attention to them. <clears throat> oh yeah. Especially NASA cell phones and video games and all that good shit. And you know, T with, with TLC and not a day fiance. <laughs> and toys and what's up with these girls, cause you know. But but no, it's but I think what it comes down to is it's just people are stuck with the idea that monogamy is a physical thing. And I always talk about this. People don't heard me talk about this on the podcast more than anything. I always felt it is more mental than physical because can you be with more than one person? Yes. Can you love more than one person? Yes. Can you be in love with more than one person? No. You know, period. And to me, I think I think the problem is, guys, how can I put this? It's the way that we come at it is why that conversation will always go left, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because they just keep it 100. She want to be reassured that she will never be replaced. Right. And you still find sexy, and you still want to fuck her. <laughs> right, because women think that if you're looking at another woman, that... that- you're no longer attracted to her. There's like an emotional betrayal. You're not into her anymore. And it, I think what women don't get is that that's not, a, that's not necessarily true. You want that and that. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, if I can't have you both, you know, hey, you know, you know, but here's the kicker though. See, dudes, you have to have a balance there. She has to be able to play too, or option. Right. Or option, because, dog, no, you, you asking for trouble. Yeah. <laughs> she gonna feel some type of way after a while. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot harder when you're in a monogamous relationship and then you try to change it later. That's harder than when you start off that way. You know? Mm-hmm. No, actually, no. It's, it's the woman. See, to me, women... Okay, I'm about to make I'm about to make piss off a lot of guys in the manosphere and and all that. <laughs> so you know, I'm sorry. Uh, I know this ain't gonna go viral because I'm not. You know, they're they gonna say I'm pandering, but no, it's the truth. Women kind of control how a relationship goes. Women go through the most changing relationship. That's why I said in order for a relationship to last, it depends upon how you adjust to the changes in your mate. You know, period. Whether it's man to the woman or the woman to the man. You know, period. Um, but even more so, it is easier for a woman to bring up, yeah, let's go pilot, let's go swinging to a dude than it is a dude to bring it up to a woman. Yeah. So the woman, in my opinion, has to take the lead in that situation um, because 
it's it, it, it's it's different. Like the way y'all y'all kind of say it, it's kind of like, okay, then, let me tell you how dudes do it. Okay. <laughs> what you dudes do it? Hey, babe, yo, what you think about if we bring another chick to the bedroom? <laughs> No, don't do it like that. <laughs> Boo. It, it, because, because that's why you be here doing smart ass things like shit. Well, yeah, it could be me, him, and him, or something of that nature. It's though, no, while women, y'all hint. It's a hint there. It's a hint there. It's a hint there to eventually. We come around to ask the question in the conversation. So that y'all kind of lead us into having the conversation by hints. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you. So this happened to me once. I was, my intention was not to open up my relationship, but th- it could have gone that, d- that direction. I had a, a massage client at the time who he and his wife were um, in an open relationship, I guess. And so, but he liked to watch her with other men. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, he was kind of vibing me out to see if I would be receptive to something like that. Um, you know, cause he wanted to hook up with me and he wanted to see if she could hook up with him, like with my guy. And, you know, and so I remember going home and telling him like, oh my gosh, there's this guy and this is what he does. Like, isn't this crazy? Like, isn't this wild? And he was just like, that's weird. And like, he, he didn't, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I mean, it seems like they're having fun, you know? And he just like, like he wasn't, that wasn't it for him at all. And, and so had I wanted to pursue that road, I could have just been, I I could have kept bringing it up or maybe making little comments or something. And again, like you just said, kind of leading up to that conversation again, but his reaction right off the bat, I was like, oh, this will never happen with him. Most men reaction would be like, what the fuck? But see, like I said, the whole kicker is if we're able to play too, unless she just a beast like that and she got probably more where she got like four dudes, they can't fuck nobody but her, you know, now that's, you know what I'm saying? That's a totally different, you know, level of 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 damn. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, even with me, it's like even if 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 I approached it, um, it would have been even kill. There's no way I could it because I think the biggest problem is that dudes can't get past another dude that's fucking your chick. <laughs> And dudes, that dude might fuck your chick a little bit better than you. <laughs> I think you just nailed it. I think you just nailed it. Like, that's the thing that most men fear. <laughs> but hold on. But she might see you fuck that chick better than you fuck her, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> so 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 it's that personal and then maybe y'all can remind each other why y'all with each other ah. yeah. you know period but no I, I no I think but I think that's the biggest part women I think women can get past uh him with another chick especially if she gets to play with other dudes or if she's bi Oh, yeah, by that's pretty easy, I would imagine. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, I get both of my tastes satisfied. Great." 
that's why I be wondering, like, dudes know your wife is straight up, you know, like, straight. <laughs> why are you trying to get a threesome? <laughs> it's it's not it's not going to work half the time. It's, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting, though. Yeah, I think you really nailed it just now with that. It's... Yeah. It can. It just gets so complicated with couples sometimes. That's why I say it has to be the core. That couple's core has to be strong. It's it's like you say. Either you walked into it, or y'all got to the point where y'all know y'all. Hey, you ain't going nowhere, motherfucker. <laughs> so look, go ahead and play. I'm gonna play over here. <laughs> And when I get home, we're going to play together. <laughs> but you ain't going nowhere. I mean, you know, yeah. for me, because it's like to me, a lot of motherfuckers that, a lot of people that I met that's in the lifestyle, they seem like they're pretty damn fucking happy. I, I could be wrong. I don't know what happens inside people's households, but so right. like they're pretty happy to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, like, I knew a couple that they had been together for decades, and... I think his sexual appetite was a little bit higher than hers. And finally, one time she was just like, go get a, go get a girlfriend. I don't even care. Like, just get a girlfriend so you can manage that, you know? And, and, and she knew he wasn't going to go anywhere because I think in that dynamic, I think he was a little bit more in love than she was not to say she wasn't in love. But I think when you have the man who's super committed to the wife and she's like, I love you and you can satisfy, like, you can go have a girlfriend. I don't care because she knows he's not going anywhere. And so he never did. He never got a girlfriend because he, he, he still wanted her. But the fact that she was like, I don't fucking care. He was like, you're, I'm even more in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's it. I think that's the reason why sometimes with girls do stay when a guy cheat that she knows if he has reassurance and she can sense it. He ain't going nowhere. He just being a hoe. You know. <laughs> because I mean, it's just some dudes, they got to get the hoe out of them. It's that that's part of what they call growing pains. As much as females or guys even want to not admit it, but yeah, it's at some point, if y'all be together long enough. And depending upon age, yeah, you know, cheat problem might happen. <laughs> now, unless you in your upper ages, I'm sorry, Dad. It, well, no, I can't even say that because some of these motherfuckers in their forties got they just as bad as the ones in their twenties. So <laughs> I can't even say age. I'm like, but no, I just think, but no, I just think that's ultimately where a lot of guys want to be in, especially nowadays, because you're seeing more guys. Uh, opening up about the sexuality, uh, seeing the rise of more guys being into pegging. Um, I'm seeing uh, more guys that are talking about wanting to be in a poly relationship or a open marriage, what have you. Hell, they got TV shows for the fucking shit. It's <laughs> but no, even to even to like with his sister wives. You, you, Dude, you won't let them fuck nothing else and you expect them to be happy? <laughs> they can only fuck your dumb ass. 
And you wonder why you miserable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm sorry, it's no way in hell that a man could satisfy five women equally. And that, no. <laughs> That's a tall order right there. Yeah, I mean, even in reverse game bang. All five of if it's five girls, all five gonna get the shit fucked out of them. But you know, it's one that gonna be like, Damn, I ain't get it good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't get it good enough. We ain't gonna talk enough. Damn it. <laughs> you you laughing because you don't because you know I'm telling the truth. This one, damn it. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly I'm a tough cookie. Like it's not easy. For me to come honestly so uh i know when when guys hear that they're kind of like ooh, like they want to <laughs> it's like i'm trying to challenge them i swear i'm not it's just i know my body and it's not easy it takes, it takes some time huh i used to let a girl say that i, say, I, don't, I don't come on set like for real yeah. <laughs> I don't I, usually. I do sometimes. No, I mean, it's... It like this. If... Uh, um, I can't sit here and say I can put on it, but to me, I think as a male talent, if you know what you're doing and you really can read the room, you should never, ever walk away with a girl not having an orgasm. Because it's... It's kind of like, I, I mean... I'm not bragging on no shit like that, but my mama told, always told me this. She said, always listen to what they ain't saying. It's what they're saying. <laughs> so it's, she said, always be observant. So I've always observed, you know, period. It's kind of like a lot of these guys don't, when they come on set, they is either they look at it as work or they look at it as I'm going to get some pussy. <laughs> not as this is an experience, a great experience. You know what I'm saying? Uh, opportunity, like if I was working with you, I get the opportunity to work with a man that's thick. I get to rub the booty. I get to do this. I get to do that. We get to do these type scenes. Da, 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 da. So it's, it's like to me, it's like the excitement of it. And I get to be sensual with it if I want to be. I get to kiss her if I want to. It's you, you know what I'm saying? It's like I can be any way I want to be with her. So it's just like with me, I used to tell girls all the time, I'm like, no, nah, I don't rush you in no scene because I like to take my time. The reason for it, because I like to feel the female out so that at some point in the scene, if I can pull it off, I can get her to orgasm. And that looks hot on, on set. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like dudes got to, and two also dudes, you got to eat the pussy. That also kind of helps. I'm just saying. It does, and a lot of them won't do it. I don't know why. I never understood that. That's I eat what I fuck. What third got taken at this shit? Because one got taken. Also, I'm sniffing to make sure that you know it's straight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, of course, then it's taste. You know, I'm just saying. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I, no, because I think 
But see, it's not just you eating the pussy because it's when it comes to filming. Because I know I'm pretty sure some producers don't want the guy to eat the pussy. I heard this. Never understood it, but I heard this. You know, it's a way to rev the female up in a way that is going to make her, like the song says, insatiable. You know, period. Because my mama said it best. If you eat it right, she's going to fuck you right. (laughs) Because they don't get their pussy ate often. And not well. Keyword, often and well. (laughs) So when you do it, trust me, she's going to give you a hell of a thank you afterwards. Yeah. There was a a partner that I, I had for a period of time. And he lived nearby, and there was he was so good at eating pussy. He was so good. And um, and I remember one time I was just like I was home alone. Kids were, you know, with their dad or whatever for that week or whatever it was. And I'm I'm text him. Um, come over, doors unlocked. Don't talk to me. Come in my room and eat my pussy. straight over went straight to it he was so he was so good at it that one time I think I came back to back and and I get very sensitive so I kind of wanted to stop and he wouldn't stop and then I and then there was another one and I was like "Ah!" (laughs) my brains are falling out over here and then we I remember we, we spent days fucking and and you know this is before porn right so this is like I'm just having a great time and I'm, you know, I'm in this and he, he was great in bed too. So it was one of those things where it was just, I was kind of enjoying, you know, being in my body and having somebody that I wasn't in a relationship with, but we had this great sexual chemistry that was really great. <laughs> and then too, also if a do eat the pussy, it kind of allows him to feel your energy. You know, period. It's it's like I know a lot of people are like, what the fuck is he talking about? Just just shut up and listen, people. Just just hear me out. It's it's energy. Because the energy that he puts into eating the coochie, licking the, the click, kissing the lips, all that good shit. Her maybe having an orgasm, because if you eat the coochie right, you probably get an orgasm before y'all even go deeper to the scene. So now she's coming to suck your dick off of orgasm. Trust me, there's nothing like getting head after a woman come. <laughs> no kidding. I bet I I definitely can see that. It just the, the look in the eyes is not the same. I'm just telling you, it's just like you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna try to suck the soul out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling the truth. You know. <laughs> Because not, I used to talk to a whole bunch of male times. They say they don't, you know, I don't eat no pussy on camera. I'm like, why? You know, then the producers. And it's kind of like, to me, it's like, you still got to remember you got a female fan base that they don't zip through the pussy eating part. No, they don't. Well, <laughs> I have a lot of fans who love to eat pussy. So it's like, I feel like they're getting shortchanged too when you don't have that in any of your scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, here's the funny part. But guess what you would never see? A site dedicated to eating pussy. <laughs> That's so fucked up and true. <laughs> yeah, be a site dedicated to titty fucking, sucking dick, all that shit. But not one for eating pussy. No. <laughs> they would not make that dimes. <laughs> I never thought about that, but I can see. Yeah, you're, it's totally true. Interesting. Yeah, because I was like, I was thinking about it the other day. I said, there's never the site where someone just ate pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. And there never will be, neither. <laughs> Not the moneymaker, I guess. Damn. It, I mean, but it, it it's funny because it's true out of this piece. Trust me. I mean, I even thought about saying that there'd never been a DVD series of none of that. For solos, yes. Anal, yes. Everything you can think of, but never put <laughs> nah. <laughs> shit. Even face eating, god dang it. That, that, but but shit, he's not eating no pussy. He's right. getting abused her ass. <laughs> I've been getting more requests for that. Should I do more of that kind of content? Face sitting? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm, I've been hearing this conversation with a lot of girls. There. A lot of girls have been really getting into their fetish bag and a little less of their boy-girl bag. And I tell females, but one, don't, the only thing I suggest to any female is you keep your boy-girl bag going regardless. You just step it up. Um, but dig into your fetish bag because that's a more rabbit fan base, audience, customer base, and very damn loyal. Um, because it's uh, it's because even to the point that you might could do meet and greets that involve that, where you ever get butt ass naked, you in some jeans, he just wants you to damn near break his nose with your ass. <laughs> he was like, "Don't be, weak. don't be soft about it." That's the scariest. I've only done face sitting a couple of times, and it's. I think there's an art to it, and it's terrifying <clears throat> for me because I literally feel like I'm gonna break somebody. So, it's scary. Well, I mean, it, it's it's you you have well, it's the soft kind of face sitting, which is more the worship kind, and it's the. Uh, more hardcore, because that's what they be, that's what the actual fetish really is. But then you have the ass worship, maybe you have the worship side of it. So it's just what you're willing to, it's what you're comfortable and what you're willing to do. You know, period. I mean, because there's so many fetishes out there and they're all built for women. No, it's, you won't see a man as, as uh, face sitting. <laughs> you see that shit. No, <laughs> no. Nah, I mean, people think I be joking. I be saying that, but no, nah, it's it's only one way we make money. People, we have to fuck women like her. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I took hold of like my. Her. I was like, "What do you guys want to see more of?" And the, the you know, resounding result was boy girl. They still want to see boy girl. That's yeah. that's all they want. But see, it, people don't realize that's what porn was based off of in the first place. Boy, girl. 
It, the, the, people want to see people fuck. It's like, it doesn't matter how much fetish you might do. At some point, they're going to want to see you fuck a dude. You know, and then even if you do fuck, let's say, fans or your homeboy down the block named Charlie, uh, if you want to continuously make money for years on end, you have to step up who you fuck because, believe it or not, who you fuck is a part of your brand. People don't want to admit that shit, but it's the truth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I'm noticing kind of as a part of my upgrade of this year as far as like getting help and growing I was like I think I just need to be more strict about how I book things because sometimes people reach out to you and there's just zero professionalism Mm -hmm. and I think you have a lot this is what happens regular dudes who want to get their dick wet will hit you up and be like let's collab and I'm like why what (laughs) and it's just it's like their way of getting around having to pay. I'm like, even the studios pay you. This is like, it's, this isn't a freebie. I, that's not how this works. You know? But but see, but that goes back to the male times was groomed to come in. You know, there's no grooming because it's too easy to get in. Like I said, having a cell phone and just getting on the fans, you're there. You know, it's even to the point that back in the day, dudes, when you, you you did have to send your dick picture, it was not unsolicited, but you also had to send a face picture, full body nude picture with your dick erect, a picture of your dick erect, and you had to send that to the girl, you know, period, but it, or to the studio or what have you. You know, females, they had their pictures where they had to stand there to their hands to the side, front, back, side, you know, yeah. So it's a professionalism of what how you're supposed to approach somebody in the first place. It just got lost because, well, everybody started using their cell phone and they thought they were porn stars. Yeah. So now I'll just get these messages like, hey. Are you talking to me? <laughs> I don't res- I don't even respond at all. You know, and then you know, want to collab. Like, no, I don't. You know, just like show up like you have some intention here. Show up and prove to me you can have form full freaking sentences. Um, you don't. I I don't require people to be like super skilled, super experienced. It's more like show up with some professionalism, so I know that what we create is a high quality product. If you're not showing up in a high quality way, get the fuck out of here. But see, but see, the, the ladies, it like this. Once again, the ladies lead this. Because, see, ladies can validate these bullshit performers. Because a lot of times, ladies go off of what other ladies are shooting or who they're shooting with. They're just keeping it 100. You know, period. Um, I mean, a lot of y'all pick your talent based off of, yeah, I want to fuck him. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. I understand you know, it is content trade, and you're going to pick the dick that you would like to ride, you know, but it, it got to have some type of substance <laughs> because that dick may not be the right dick to ride. I'm just saying. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> we, 
they swab now, so they won't do that in my time frame. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Just... It, it's it gives me a good laugh, I guess, when I get these messages, but it's I'm I'm definitely um I'm working more with like a lot of the people that I've already worked with, but also, you know, word of mouth, other people in the industry that I've already connected with in some way. But yeah, a lot of the kind of randos, let's collabs. <laughs> I'm like, I don't well, I mean, teach it, how to fuck on camera. That's not my job. Figure it out first and then come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I mean, truth be told, just like with being a celebrity, your circle becomes smaller. That's one thing ladies gotta understand. Now I get if you run across a male talent that might be worth your time. Okay, I get that. It is what it is. But your circle got to be smaller and your criteria got to be harder is each time you level up. Because I keep telling everybody it's about the long haul. You want to say you've been in this business 10 years because you've been in this business 10 years, that means you're making 10-year money. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, Ten year money and it and ten year money looks good. It looks I'm not, good. I'm, I'm business minded in general, so like I'm not, I'm not acting thirsty about getting a scene. If I need to hold off to make sure that I get a good shoot, as opposed mm -hmm. to getting one right now, I, mm -hmm. I'll wait. I'm, <laughs> you know, because I'm I'm not gonna get desperate and then my work shows looks desperate. But see, the thing of it is, is you're not dependent upon the boy-girl content. See, that's also the other thing that a lot of girls make the state. They're dependent upon that boy-girl money. Mm -hmm. it, it, there's customs. There's webcam. There, if, if girls want to go that route, meet and greets. There, you know, um, fetish work. There's so many ways that girls in this business can make money that Boy, girl should be part of the brand, not the brand. You feel what I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, diversify. <laughs> yeah, what she said, diversify. Diversify. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, <clears throat> because even with you, like, what do you be looking into to diversify your brand? I have been, I've had people asking for foot stuff for, like, forever. Um like, and I I don't have a lot of experience with fetish stuff, but I there's specific requests that I get a lot, and that's one of them. So um, I don't really work with women, but I want to do some scenes this year where I do maybe threesomes with other girls or just where there's other girls as a part of the scene. Um, so I'm going to kind of change it up. Um, and I've already, as far as other things that I do, like I sell the clothes and the panties and the things like that, that I wear in the scenes. I do customs. I, I just started a VIP only fans too. So now I have two, I have my free one and then I have my VIP one and that one's a lot more customized. So I, I spent a lot more time talking to them. So I find out more about what they're into too. So it's, it's actually been a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm looking at multiple angles. And then you mentioned when we very first started, you had mentioned blush erotica and mm -hmm. VR. I have a VR camera. I was inspired by them. They taught, they were like, you got to look into this. So some of their scenes I'm in, if you go to their 
if you go to their VR content, I'm in their scenes. Oh, you've seen them. <laughs> but, Yo, you got to keep up with the thick ass. What? The thickness? What? What? I know, and I want to do more. I have, I have the camera. So, like, I really want to get going with the VR content this year. So I don't want to just stay in one lane. Um, I also don't yeah. want to... Huh? Yeah, because um, that's what that's why I say you have to come into this thinking as a business. Yeah. Um, ladies that come in treating it as a hustle, yeah, you might be hot six months, but that's why them six months after that, the next six months is lousy because it's it it you have to understand what makes money in the business for you and to do more of it because it's not wrong. And I put it this way. I guess they always say you're supposed to be what a master of all trades <laughs> or right. you're a master of all trades or what have you. <clears throat> it, it's yeah, you can be a master of all trades, but you're also supposed to be a, uh, a person that has the ability to multi hustle within this business. Because the money is made off of merchandise and goods, I mean, excuse me, off of goods and services. Exactly. So that's another reason, like, as I'm, I, I'm, I'm growing, I guess I'm going to have to use the word slowly. Like, I want to grow faster. But as, like, once I start the podcast, I want to have all my shit squared up. I want to have everything, like, in place so I can monetize it and leverage it as best I can. Because... You know, why not? I think it, it's silly to not position yourself because you're just not paying attention or you're not being mindful of a bigger picture. Like I'm, I'm more business minded in that way, and I want to think of a bigger picture. So, yeah, because um, even with the podcast, um, so people can understand where, 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 because a lot of people are like, how do a podcast fit into the midst of this all this? Well, once again. You're doing episodes discussing your business with your friends, telling their story on Spotify, on Stitcher, you know, period. It's not only, it's a need, it like put it this way, we're feeding the need because people want to know what the hell we do, period. It's, I'm not saying cinema has completely changed to where it is normalized to be in the business, but because people do normalize it to watch, they kind of want to know, okay, how is it made? Because now it's not just, it's not no, oh, you got OnlyFans, or oh, you got OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> or for you people that want to sit there and say this conversation, I love saying this. Yeah, uh, I'm a content creator. Oh, for real, what kind of content do you create? Well, Pretty early on, I never just, I never really bothered with OnlyFans saying I'd cre I'm a content creator. I felt like that was beating around the bush. And I enjoy kind of jolting people at times. So I remember walking around a casino with a friend of mine one time and we were talking to these people and they're like, oh, so what do you do? And I said, I do porn. <laughs> it was awesome. They were like, what? Rip the band-aid off duty. They don't want to rip the band-aid off for shit. Cause I mean, no, even back in my day, when people who consider content creator was considered an amateur porn star. That's that was you was an amateur porn star. It, 
I'm like, because you know they're going to ask what kind of content you create. You say you're not to create. You make it the next question. Well, yeah, see, <laughs> you make it I, conversation. Well, when I hear content creator, I hear Instagrammer. I hear TikToker. I don't hear porn when somebody says that to me. <laughs> right? I think social media. I'm like, okay, so you're like a social media person. Yeah. It, it, you, you, you know, period. Yeah, so you're, you're a YouTuber. It's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's, what's your YouTube channel? No, I don't have a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of a channel. Uh, uh, it's, it's a two-by, but it ain't no you. <laughs> yeah, I had so much fun with that one. What do you do? Porn. Every once in a while, I would be like, well, adult, adult entertainer. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, but what does that mean? It means adult entertainer. Well, but like, <laughs> I'm like, it just won't you just explain it? Okay, like, look, I'm trying. Okay, yeah, I fuck for a living. That what you want to know? I fuck <laughs> for a living. You pay for it. You happy now? <laughs> you happy now? <laughs> yeah. So I just I love like kind of I don't know jolting people a little bit. I mean, I don't do it all the time, but I enjoy it once in a while. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, I didn't held you on here for an hour and some change, you know. And um, people, you know that Miss Thick will be back here on the Smokers Lounge, and we're gonna bring her back to the Premium Smoke Room again. You know what I'm saying? So, because if you haven't seen the episode that she was on, y'all need to go ahead and subscribe to Premium Smoke Room for four ninety nine a month to go check out that episode from the Premium Smoke Room Pod. Excuse me, the Premium Smoke Podcast. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, you don't know what happens in the premium smoke room. Whatever happens there, stays there. It gets a little more wilder, more unpredictable, more uncandid, you know. No I, telling what that pop out. I was wearing less clothes last time, maybe. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, then I say, hey, the only way you're going to know is if you subscribe, become a premium smoker. So, go subscribe. And the link is in the description. So, with that being said, Mistake, tell everybody what they can spend money on you. <laughs> OnlyFans. Uh, my handle on OnlyFans is Amanda Thick with two Ks. Um, mm. I just started my premium one. It's um, That's a paid subscription. That's Amanda Thick VIP. And then I'm all over Twitter, Amanda Thick. I'm on Instagram, Amanda underscore Thick. Um, that's the best place to find me. Yeah, hold on, wait a second. Now, I have to ask this question. Okay. Before we go, because the fans know how I am about free OnlyFans and, and the two OnlyFans thing. Okay. Now, you got a free OnlyFans, which yep. I take probably has the pay-per-view in it, correct? For the most part, right? Mm-hmm. And you have the subscription OnlyFans, am I correct? Yep. Which one makes the most money? Well, I just started the premium one. So I've only had it for like three weeks. Okay. Brand okay. new. So I so I can't really answer that fairly, but my my free account has been my bread and butter for two years. Okay. Okay. So, so. what what answer do you normally get? No, it's uh no no not not because like you said you just started yours three months three, because three. um. I think it may depend upon the fan base 
But normally it would be the subscription side because to it, to them it's a bargain because I get to pay this a month and I get to see your know, full shit or what have you. Because it's always because like for example, let's say we got your free one, you got it to where it's clipped up. Okay, I get that. That means all you seeing is clips. You want to see the full unclipped up. Over here to the subscription. I get that. What I hate is when motherfuckers got the same shit on both. Mm. I mean, you 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 didn't think that out a little bit. I mean, you couldn't be more creative. I'm I mean, you and you wondering why the motherfuckers is not <clears throat> getting a rebuild. See, that's the kicker. Cause see, it's about the rebuild. If you ain't getting a lot of rebuilds. <laughs> yeah, it only just, I haven't even had a full cycle yet for rebuilds, so I don't even know yet. It's only been a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, because like I said, um, I'm saying it, 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 there's no, not knocking any hustle, what have you, you know, period. It just, to me, it's kind of like the way I look at things to me when it comes to, it's not knocking anybody in, in this industry, is that when you say free to people, it's kind of like you're telling them, is it worth paying? Okay. That's why when people use the free. That's why I hate these co- that's why I hate these sites even allow discounts. Because truth be told. It used to be a time there was no discounts and ladies were seeing that 24, 25, that 30, you know, period. <clears throat> I know why OnlyFans did it because they wanted traffic. I get it. And when you put something out there, get abused, you know, period. Like I said, I ain't knocking nobody for what they necessarily do. Get that money how you get it. Get it like you live, you know what I'm saying? But the one thing I just tell people is think about this for a second. It's like my man Mim said, this is why I'm hot. And that motherfucker went platinum because he told you, I'm hot. <laughs> you know, period. So, I mean, you know, period. So, I mean, I mean, don't get it twisted, baby girl. Like, the one thing from looking at you as a businesswoman, much respect because you get the business. You know, period. Trust me, you, you wouldn't been back on this show as much if you didn't. So... <laughs> Thank you. No, but, I just, but no, I just had to ask that because I wonder what he be thinking. Like, man, he was trying to call out. So, no, no, it's just. I mean, I I don't put no punches on certain things because it's like it's me being the business. As long as I have, I know how some of these the fans might take it. I know where the trends is happening because see, what's funny is I know you notice it too. It's coming back to the porn stars. All that reality porn shit, that OnlyFans shit. It's dying down slowly. It's coming back. Now they want to see women like Amanda Thick. Why? Because she does porn shit. She films an actual fucking scene. Yes, she does pretty girl pictures. Yes, she she has more than fucking selfies. She has professional looking shit. Art, artsy, actually. For the last time he was on, on the Premium Smoke Room. What, what, which but, picture? It, it was you. It was you in the purple. It had the purple shade, shade in it, and uh, I think it was a pool table. Oh, 
Yeah, oh, I love that picture so much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, but that's what I mean. It's y'all ladies are sex symbols. So, you know, yeah, for, I, 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 I got in at like the right time because, you know, it was it was very much about like you know, the girl next door type of thing with OnlyFans, like everybody's kind of doing it and everybody wants to see that. But like you said, I do I do think it's evolving. I do think it's, they still mm -hmm. want to go back to, you know, having that person that they really um, admire. And I think, again, that's what I, with my fans, part of what they love is they've seen this journey of normal person to AVN nominated. They mm -hmm. got me there, you know what I mean? And so I feel like I've done, I've done the, all this amateur stuff and then I've worked with all the studios and I feel like I'm really a good blend of the two. And, and so I, I feel like I have a really good like advantage because of that. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, they ain't gonna hold you up much longer because <laughs> I know you're a busy lady. My kids are texting, where are you? We're hungry. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? You take it forever. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but um, not seriously because that's the, the thing because you understand this. The way they see you, you continue to have them see you that way. You gonna come from, you know, period. Because that's the biggest mistake the ladies make is one of these two mistakes. Never underestimate the intelligence of a porn fan and don't bore your fan base. Yeah. If you do those two things, yeah, you ain't gonna last six months. You'll be that girl that, yeah, she made six figures about three months in. <laughs> and then after that, she, she barely got there making 500. Is she lucky? <laughs> yeah. I've been really lucky because it's been, it's been about two and a half years now. And my OnlyFans is still going strong. It just grew. Well, because I, I told you I went viral on Instagram. So I just get, got like 2,000 more subscribers. Um. Yeah, it's been fucking great. <laughs> so. oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want y'all to hear what she said before we go. Excuse me, I got to, I got to take my glasses off, cry, cause she. <laughs> I got to sit, so... <laughs> Let me get a tissue for you or something. <laughs> she didn't say followers, you dumb sons of bitches. Let me say this again. She didn't say followers. She said subscribers. <laughs> That's the difference. People, she just gave you just a little bit. She, without her even realizing what she said, she just gave y'all a little bit of knowledge. It doesn't matter about your followers if they ain't subscribers, motherfucker. <laughs> And this flex has been brought to you by Amanda Thick. So, with that being said, y'all know how we end this thing all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Get the merch. The shit is in the, in the, in the description. Say goodbye to everybody, Amanda. Bye. Thanks for being here. <laughs>